And now as far as um, you know, data and analytics, excuse me, governance for the organization, um, how would you how would you say like the real the, the governance the data governance model goes? Um, just because you know there are different layers, and how would you kind of sum that up? Yeah, that's a great question. I know data governance is is means a lot of different things to different people, and and I would say as an organization, we are probably um, in our closer to the infancy of data governance. This was not before I took over my role. This was not something that we focused on or worked on at all. Uh, as an organization, and we've tried to make it once we got our feet underneath us and built some foundational um, pieces, we we really tried to also now start to focus on data governance and starting just honestly with consistent definitions across the organization uh, around what a patient is. And we have different definitions of a patient, if you can believe that, um, and what an encounter is and just some basic data definitions so that we have consistency in reporting across different um, our different uh, business units. And so that's where really where we've started. There's also been some work on data quality and, and you know, making sure that we have good data that we're, that we're using in uh, our reports and dashboards. And, you know, we've taken a multidisciplinary approach with data governance. So, you know, we have um, um, business stakeholders and others that are involved in some of these uh, questions and answers, um, but I, we still have a lot of work to go. You know, I think data governance is one of those areas where it's absolutely necessary as a organization matures analytically, um, but it's just, it's a lot of elbow grease and it's a lot of hard work. And, you know, when there's competing priorities, sometimes that work gets pushed to the side. So we've tried to be, especially in the last six months or so, we've really tried to be diligent to get that data governance work off the ground and, and, and hard, start to hardwire it. Okay, and you mentioned the center of excellence before. Can you just talk a little bit about more, more about what that does? Yeah, the analytic center of excellence is, is really our, our collection of what we call centrally managed analysts. It's, it includes our, our epic reporting analysts, our data warehouse reporting analysts, and some of our um, uh, database administrators or DBAs. And so what they're charged with is really being, you know, the North Star guiding light for, for analytics in the organization. Uh, they're developing, you know, new capabilities and some of the advanced analytic capabilities when it comes to predictive models and machine learning. Obviously, they manage uh, the technology as well. Um, and uh, that, you know, we have deployed analysts in the business units that are connected to the analytics center of excellence, but really it was designed and set up to really be, um, you know, really set the standard for the organization when it comes to data and analytics. Okay. Okay. So I can imagine that, um, you know, that there were priorities that had to shift around last year, as was the case with everyone. Um, but there are there are there uh, initiatives that you're kind of hoping to get more into this year? Or what does that look like? Yeah, this year really, you know, we we're, we're really focused on some of the race and social equity uh, measures mm -hmm. and analytics. We're really focused, trying to focus this year on uh, developing out more efficiencies um, uh, when it comes to reporting. So a lot of automation, um, and then probably the third third more technical uh, focus that we have is really around. Um, you know, we've, we've already moved our data warehouse to the cloud um, and mm -hmm. really trying to build out more advanced capabilities 
as it comes with uh, predictive models and 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 um, some some additional advanced analytics uh, for the organization. Uh, we've we've done a we do a very good job of descriptive analytics, and so um, as most organizations do, but it's those advanced capabilities that we're trying to develop out and really, you know not just be the the organ the, the department and the organization that just receives requests i need a dashboard for this or i need a dashboard for that but really partnering yeah. with our uh, improvement um, business process management team our informatics team to really be you know analytic partners or partners along the analytics journey uh, with whatever the business problem or clinical problem that needs to be addressed yeah yeah, I, I can imagine that that is challenging though. When, you know, you're talking about productivity and usability. These are, are really important, but um, they don't look the same for everyone. So I guess right. that that's where, um, you know, you really have to have good processes in place for handling those requests. Yeah, you're exactly right. And yeah. another area that we are focusing this year on is really data literacy. And so we've, you know, we, a lot of ways over the last two years have been focusing on our analytic capabilities, but We've now gotten to the point where we need to build improve our data literacy, uh, you know, and speak data across the organization. The original intent was to have the, the the analytic, you know, with all these changes, was to have to become a more data driven organization. And uh, we we've got the technical pieces and we've got the dashboards, but you know, can we can we consistently ensure that people are using that data to make business decisions and really in real time? So. Uh, that's one of the, another area of, you know, kind of a network strategic focus is uh, improving our data literacy across the whole enterprise. Okay. And so you mentioned that, that you're a physician and um, when did you first kind of get into the informatics side? Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I've been with Community Health Network 11 years and I um, was just a practicing physician. When we implemented Epic, I got involved in some optimization uh, activities and led our optimization committee. And then um, early on, uh, very, very early in the physician builder uh, program with Epic, I uh, became certified with that, got more involved with, with informatics uh, activities. I've always been very uh, focused on process improvement, uh, even going mm -hmm. back to medical school. And, and um, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I have a chemistry degree by background, so I'm very you know, chemistry is, tends to be very ordered and, and process driven. And so I've, I've always been that kind of thinker and, and it just naturally evolved. Uh, I got involved more involved with informatics. And then when we really, uh, in 2015, we really launched a lot of work in clinical variation uh, and clinical improvement. And I, I, that was a natural uh, next step for me, which has really got what got me uh, involved in our analytics and, um, uh, in our analytic capabilities. And so when we when we started the Center of Excellence or the analytic department, uh, I was asked by the organization to to assume that role and then and then the other pieces fell into place. And so a lot of people, sometimes people kind of raise their eyebrows or question like you don't have a computer science background or informatics or analytics mm -hmm. background. And, and really, you know, my answer is honestly, I don't. Uh, I mean, but um, we really wanted to have analytics be connected to the organization strategically. And actually, um, the, the chief analytics officer role at, at our organization, the decision was made by the board that it has to be a physician. And so um, we, we really, again, 
wanted to practice what we preach, data-driven organization, connected, you know, strategically to the organization and also with our clinical enterprise. And so again, culturally, we think that that's, that, that's what makes us unique and, and, and really has been successful for us. Yeah. Yeah. And what, um, so when, uh, like you said, when Epic was being implemented 2011, was it something where all right, this is happening and your thinking was, I want to be, I want to be part of it. You know, I want to kind of be part of this change. Um, my honest answer is no. I, I was, I was a, a busy family physician. I was, you know, busy yeah. in clinic. I was, uh, um, I was, uh, you know, working in nursing homes on the side. I was a medical director at a couple of nursing homes and, and actually, no, the reason, um, I tell this story just because I tell the story for many reasons, but one is, you know, I, I always encourage young people or young people, young executives or young physicians coming out to never close a door that, that opens for you because you never know what the next door is going to open uh, as well. I, I selfishly got yeah. involved in the optimization because uh, I wanted to make Epic, I wanted to be involved to try and make Epic more efficient for me to, to yeah, maintain yeah. my, you know, the practice that I had. And so, uh, you know, I went into it with, with probably more selfish reasons to try and you know, be, be a, have a seat at the table to make sure that we didn't lose, uh, you lose what we had before. And then uh, it just kind of ballooned and blossomed from there. Um, and, you know, I haven't really looked back. And so I don't regret it, but it, it's just one of those things you go into a situation with one mindset, but have yeah. an open mindset for others and it, and it, and it changes. Right. I know that that's, that, that is interesting. And, um, you know, you mentioned that you having, this role as a physician. So when you're building teams, do you tend to look a little bit outside the box as well? Or um, kind of, what do you really do when you try to find good people? Oh, absolutely. So, you know, uh, one of the things that I uh, try and pride myself on is that, you know, um, I, I try and take the kind of the team arrivals approach. And so let's get people from the diverse backgrounds and diverse thinking, um, uh, involved. And, and so as we've, you know, as I've hired a VP of analytics, they, they're outside the organ or they've never been in health. They're new to healthcare, never been in healthcare. Oh, um, okay. you know, a lot of the new analysts that we bring in are, are new to healthcare. Um, but they bring a different mindset and thinking. So it's not that, not that there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with people that have been in healthcare their, their whole career. I think they bring a, a well-seasoned uh, healthcare is complex and it's not, not necessarily easy to learn. And especially when you get into some of the nuances of value-based care and et cetera. But I do think that having a, a well-rounded team uh, with diverse thinking, diverse background, um, diverse personalities uh, actually does, does improve, especially when you're dealing with, um, you know, uh, digital transformation and analytics, et cetera. Um, you know, healthcare is lagged behind many other organizations or, or industries uh, when it comes to analytics and technology. Uh, and so bringing some expertise from the outside, um, I think it's a good thing. I, I don't see that as, um, I don't see that as a, uh, a risk. I, I actually think it's a benefit. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And hopefully I think we'll start to see more of that. I mean, even looking at a, lo a lot of the C-suite roles, there's there aren't uh, you know, really those structured paths, um, at least the same way they were maybe 10 years ago. Right, and it's hard, you know, quite honestly, it's hard. Um, it's hard to compete 
as a healthcare organization, especially a non not-for-profit yeah. healthcare organization with some of the, um, you know, uh, other industries. Um, and, and Indianapolis is kind of a hidden gem when it comes to technology. We have a lot of uh, uh, organizations in Indianapolis, large organizations, multinational organizations. And so as we're trying to compete with them, one thing that we can compete with, you know, we'll never be an Amazon or Google or, or Microsoft when it comes to technology, but we can compete with culture and we can compete with you know, doing good for, for people and, and changing trajectories of, of patients' lives, et cetera. And that's one thing that we yeah. try and, and reinforce consistently. We try and get, you know, sometimes it's easy when you're in IT or analytics uh, or process improvements, kind of, you know, your, your head's down uh, developing a dashboard. And it's really, we, we try and draw things back to uh, our mission and, and, and values and, and remind people of why they are doing what they're doing. And actually, even telling patient stories and outcomes around, hey, you know, this dashboard that was created uh, actually drove improvement and saved 100 people's lives that, that would otherwise have passed away. And so we, we try and be very thoughtful and mindful. We call them snapshots and, and create analytic snapshots that, uh, that, that highlight the outcomes that are um, achieved through some of these capabilities. And we've, over the years, over the last two to three years, we've probably generated close to a hundred snapshots um, that are, you know, validated, um, consistently um, maintained uh, improvements that have been driven by analytics. Oh, that's great. That's a really cool way of looking at it. And um, yeah, I think that's really important to be able to tie that, tie the mission back in. Uh, all right. Um, well, I think that's about it. If I have uh, follow-up questions, I'll be in touch. But um, okay. yeah, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. I know there's a ton going on. So uh, oh, absolutely. definitely my appreciate pleasure. you taking the time. Yeah, my pleasure. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too.